Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Big Vets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm Stucky and joining me as always is Colin Wilson for the week three college football betting recap. A little maybe look ahead to week four. Colin, Arkansas survived. Petrino never in doubt. I didn't have a money line, even though I called for the outright. So I had to start rooting for you. I saw your meltdown and maybe lack of confidence reached a peak when you guys punted at the 44. What, what moment were you like, we might lose this game. And then when did you feel safe? They called for a punt on the 44 yard line and KJ Jefferson was hot pissed coming off the field. Like, why are we doing this? And, and that was just happening all game. KJ did not even like the play selection. And that's the point where I thought we could lose. Cause at that point, no pressure from the defensive line. The secondary was worse than we sold it without Slusher and Catalan. Uh, and the play calling from Kendall Browse, like, listen, it doesn't matter if it's Florida State, Arkansas, every stop he's been, he has extremely frustrating games where he calls plays and you don't know where the hell he came from. Nobody earned their paycheck. Nobody executed. Pittman says in the postgame presser, maybe we were looking ahead to Texas A&M. Hopefully we won't have a problem getting up for them. But we were outcoached. We were outprepared. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, coach by who? He said it. Yep. By Petrino. And you know what? Let's, let, let me get something straight first off. I don't dislike Bobby Petrino. I thought he was a great. I'm glad we snagged him from the Atlanta Falcons. I thought we were signing a deal with the devil where he would turn our program around, get us into a BCS bowl. He did. He got us a sugar bowl. And what happens when you sign a deal with the devil? They fall off a damn motorcycle with a volleyball player. All right. So we got our BCS bowl. We got our sugar bowl. We paid a price. We paid a heavy toll. But to come back here and screw our program up 10 years after you've been fired, you're still screwing us up. Like, just go home. I mean, Pittman completely admitted he was out coached, out prepared. That does, And that's why last night I was like, I'm questioning my reality of Sam Pittman. Like, how does he get out coached, out prepared? This is a guy that. First game at Arkansas during the pandemic, he covered Georgia. He was he was schooling Kirby in the first game. And now Petrino's coming down, running circles around Barry Odom. Didn't even know if I was alive. Was I dreaming? Was this a nightmare? No, it's reality. We could have lost that game. You have to be kidding me. Well, well the program. <laughs> yeah, I had a referee at the end. 17-0 in the second quarter. 
and I couldn't find enough Bobby Petrino pictures to tweet out. <laughs> I was running, I was running out of the options on Google Images. Uh, but Colin entered when you enter a bet with the devil, which is me in this wow. case, uh, you will be Colin will be wearing a neck brace to break down Texas AM, Arkansas, neck brace and a Arkansas either hoodie or windbreaker. So that should be fun. But you survived. Um, on to next week. We'll break that game down later in the week. Uh, it was a crazy weekend of college football. Once again, we had upsets uh, all over, not necessarily at the top, but um, we'll get into some of those. We'll get into best call, worst call, bet, regret. But as always, let's have you guys start off the show. We got to hear from you. I assume I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't like listening to these ahead of time, um, but I know that there are lots of angry corn callers. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Kansas podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Randall A. in Iowa City because the Hawkeyes have two touchdowns in one quarter. God is crying. He's so happy that Kirk Ferentz and all that nepotism he's wrapped up in with his kid calling plays has two, I repeat, two touchdowns. Let's get this damn cover. So, yeah, Iowa, what a sweat. If Iowa didn't cover at 2.30 in the morning, after Nebraska didn't cover for me at noon, I would have never – I was boycotting corn for the rest of my life. <laughs> I would have never ate corn. That game took years off my life. It took seven hours. There was three, three separate lightning delays. And Iowa obviously held Nevada to no points. They had like 100 total yards. But it was a struggle. I don't think I could ever lay 23 again with Iowa. They broke a run late. Thank the gods. Uh, what a sweat. Yes, I'm making shirts, by the way. I said this on Twitter, making shirts that said, I survived Iowa minus 23 in 2022. And then on the back or something, my wife makes shirts for her bars, like the really good shirts. And it'll say like, it only took seven hours, four lightning delays and a late broken run or something like that. I'll, I'll, it'll be funny. But yes, what a sweat. Iowa minus 23 gets there, which was a nice close to the night because Fresno State, who, you know, Hayner got hurt. I have them plus 21 and a half live. And Lincoln Riley's calling timeouts up 28, and they get stuffed at the one to end the game. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Iowa better, better get in the end zone here. Moving on. God, you guys had the Louisville game capped perfectly. And nobody, not even Miss Cleo, knew how bad that defense was. Carved up like Thanksgiving turkeys by a backup quarterback in the second half. Putrid. F-L-O-R-I-D-A-S-T-A-T-E. Florida f***ing state, motherfucker. Let's f***ing go. Tate, Rodemaker season in full motherfucking effect. F*** you, Dabo. We're winning the ACC this year. We're winning the national title. No big deal. Colin, Stucky, I want the whole crew to come to the wedding. Y'all are officially invited to my wedding. It's next April. No college football, no college basketball. Colin, I want you to officiate. Producer Matt Mitchell, I'd like for you to be the DJ. Brett McMurphy, walk my fiance down the aisle. Stucky, you're my best man, bro. Love you guys. 
I'm in. Send us the details. And by the way, applause for the April wedding. Yes. Uh, I, I had a, an invite to wife's cousin's uh, engagement party last night at six o'clock. I had to walk my fish, so I couldn't go. Uh, yeah, congrats to Florida State on the win with back, a backup quarterback. I never, I can never be backup quarterbacks. We came in, they were down in the second half, and with Tate Rodemaker, who all Florida State Twitter, by the way, Ingram Smith, I, I was re- retweeting some of them, said, we're done, the season's over. This is the worst quarterback in the history. Once I saw all those, I was like, oh, Louisville's cooked. Uh, Rodemaker comes in and was just firing lasers. Um, Johnny Wilson's a stud, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Florida State won, and Rodemaker was impressive, and Wilson was impressive, but a couple things. Injuries for Florida State, got to keep an eye on them. They lost a lot of key players. I don't know how serious they are yet. We'll obviously see the Jordan Travis situation. Rodemaker looked, Rodemaker, I think, USF transfer. Um, he looked good. I mean, he's not supposed to be that good, but that game, I think, was more about Louisville than Florida State. I mean, they should have been up way more, first of all. A couple fumbles driving a fumble at the 10 on a botched handoff penalties again scott satterfield this has been a problem throughout scott satterfield's regime he talked about it all week we got to limit penalties opening kick penalty how many false starts can you have at home they're not the crowd's not making noise when you have the ball how about the offsides on third and 14 when they got to stop opening drive in the second half third and 14 get a stop but they jumped so then tate rodemaker runs for a first and they score a touchdown flip the entire game but just the lack of how about, how about some adjustments and incompetence from this Louisville staff? And I was a fan of Satterfield. I thought he was going to have su- success here. But, look, I, I know a lot of people that are Louisville fans associated with the program. They're fed up, fed up with this regime. Well, uh, first off, Tate Rotomaker, I, I tweet out that his career turnover-worthy play percentage is 13%. He comes in and throws an interception. I thought, well, I feel pretty good about my Louisville bet. He completely figured it out after that. Maybe it's finding Wilson, who's just a stud. I don't know who's going to defend that guy in an end zone, but uh, not a five-eight corner one-on-one. I'll tell you that. Not you know, we'll see how it goes against the defense that can actually prepare for him. I mean, he only threw for 109 yards, six completions. That's an explosive. Not moving the chains, not a lot of first downs, but there's a lot of explosive plays there. But betting on it's a different looking offense too yeah so like if if you're a different offense but louisville's impossible i mean you lay a bet with these guys you have to know that you're going to suffer about 15 penalties uh and you're going to suffer about 20 missed tackles it's just it's such a tough team to to have a ticket on because they don't make it easy to watch them yep all right moving on but congrats for to say first three notes starts since uh, 2015 guys can we please stop with nebraska i mean what are we doing Colin decides, oh, let's attack it from a different angle. Let's go Nebraska over 26 and a half. I mean, what are we doing, guys? I can only imagine that Scott Frost must have taken some of that $8 million buyout payday and decided, what the f***? Let me go ahead and take my boys out one last time and f*** over everybody else. Because these guys are playing. Like last night, they had an all-night Bender, although I can't even imagine what that means in cornhole-ass Nebraska. This is bullshit. My hopes were completely crushed. Completely crushed. Georgia Southern kicks our ass. And then you come in with this bullshit. Oh, play Nebraska by 11. You guys. You forget my hopes up again. The season's dead. Like Colin said, blow the program up. Just blow it up. Urban Meyer wouldn't help. I would rather watch paint dry than be a Cornhuskers fan and go watch my team get d***ed on for 60 minutes. This is embarrassing. Bro, they gave up a touchdown every single drive. This team's a f***ing 
in joke. Just cancel the program. I feel like everybody calls this number and just screams at you. I'm not going to scream at you. I'm actually going to give you guys a whole lot of credit. Uh, this is a win for the recreational better. How on earth did you guys convince us to take Nebraska over? Oh, you guys are so charming and so smart and so good at your jobs. You got us all sitting there watching that game going, how on earth did we take Nebraska over OU? I've been watching Texas my whole life. I know both these programs. I sat there and looked at that game and said, oh, he's going to blow their doors off. They changed their coach midweek. And yet here I was holding a Nebraska ticket. Stuck, Colin, you guys know what you're doing, but what the f*** was that? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you have bad handicaps. There's a bad handicap. That's going to that's gonna happen. I mean, if it, if it was that easy, it would be worth a billion dollars. If Oklahoma was that easy and you were that confident they were going to win. Uh, we always have 7 nothing. They were up 7 nothing. They came out with energy, but they're just bad. And their defense can't stop anything. They came out with more energy, which is a good thing. But eventually, Oklahoma's talent took over. Yeah, embarrassing call, bad call, bad bet. I don't, I don't know what you want from me. I think I went 11 and 6 on my sides in, in totals this week. So I apologize. I didn't go 100%. I, I know that it's a noon game. I was excited for it, too. I was pissed. You had Gus Johnson calling. The game sucked. It's an awful call, an awful bet. So, I, yes, I apologize if you tailed. But I, I, I'm going to have a lot of losers. And I'm going to have horrendous weeks, by the way. They had a couple of good weeks in a row here. It's not going to be like that every Saturday. So also keep that in mind. But I deserve to be lambasted by for that call because it was just bad. And I should have adjusted my power numbers even more. The defense can't stop anybody. Credit to Oklahoma. Um, they took that initial punch, and then they just dominated. It was a dominant effort. There's no excuses. There's no nothingness. The one thing that's sad is that Nebraska paid. They could they could have saved you know nine million by keeping Frost on for two more weeks, but they had to get rid of him. And that's the product that you put out. That's pathetic. I think that they should go back to the option, like they're just a or the you know they didn't. Run. They should go back to their original roots. Wishbone, get 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 bring the option to Lincoln, but pathetic effort by the defense again. This defense has, I mean, how important was JoJo Doman? I, I mean, this defense has fallen off a cliff. It was good. It was really good. Their defense was really good last year. Yeah, it's well, crazy. They can't. I mean, they cannot tackle. They're nowhere. They're missed assignments. There's no one anywhere. I like. It, it's like they're playing with nine guys on the field at all times. It's, it's embarrassing, but awful call. Well, so, the Shenander um, move, like to, to tell Shenander, you're going to go back and take safeties and we're going to move the safeties coach over the corners and we're going to have some p- jockeying position is I wasn't trying to be cute. That's what got me off wanting to bet on the Nebraska defense, which is why I went with the team total over. And then when I look at the advanced box score on Nebraska, Mark Whipple's offense without a head coach pestering him, 8% success rate in passing downs. And they were in passing downs all day long, 8% success rate. So, yeah, you can, whoever's saying uh, blow up uh, Nebraska football, it it's officially at a point where you know, I think you're at the bottom. I think you're at the floor. So uh, yeah, I'm sure this is the point where they turn around and cover some games. I'm not sure if I'll have the balls to, to get behind it, but 8% success rate on passing downs when I thought your offense was the best part of your team. Unbettable right now. Who do they play next week? Nebraska has a bye week, and they have Indiana next, where they should be a – Oh, they have a bye week? Nebraska's a bye week. A touchdown favorite. Talk, no, stop. We're not talking about Nebraska until next week. No more Nebraska. God. <laughs> Credit to some of the, the markets that opened that at like 15, 16. That was probably closer to the right number, even though it came crashing down. All right, moving on. Oh, my gosh. The Syracuse-Purdue game. Totally probably the wrong side. 
but I just hit the over 59 and a half on that touchdown throw by Schrader. It's one of those days where you're just getting ready to lick your wounds and go into Sunday. Oh, no, no, no. We are back, guys. What an absolute battle that Syracuse game was. Syracuse money line. Jeff Brom might be the biggest loser on the planet, and Syracuse takes it home. What a win. I have been through a lot of betting wars in my time, but that Syracuse-Purdue game will go to the top of the list because that was an absolute dogfight for three hours. That game was thrilling, thrilling. Uh, Syracuse-Purdue, you know, I was updating numbers today. I actually upgraded Purdue for it. I thought Purdue was actually better, and we got lucky there. Schrader, I was like, what happened to Schrader being able to throw it early? And then he drops that dot in the corner of the end zone under pressure to win it. It was very enjoyable to get one like that. And, yeah, you're right, because it was a war war throughout, and I'm glad every number got there. Yeah, 72% postgame win expectancy for Purdue. That was the right side in the game. Syracuse yeah. was gifted a touchdown from Aiden O'Connell late in that game, 10-point lead. I thought I I for all intents and purposes, I thought that game was over when they got the 10-point lead late, but credit to Purdue for coming back. Uh, but uh yeah, I'm I'm we our wager wins. The money line round robin gets, gets a little green check next to it, but uh Purdue better team by far. Yeah, O'Connell was slinging in the first half. <laughs> he was like 18 of 19. So, yeah, tough one if you had Purdue, but we'll take it with Syracuse. Yeah, this is for stuff. How's Penn State? You know, I know you got daddy issues. You, you, big, you big daddy was a Penn State fan. You can't cheer for him. But the tweet to say this is a fade team down the stretch, dude, just stop betting them. You're so mad all the time. Colin, I saw your number come in. I love you. You know, I was to say, man, I just think you're wrong about the corners. Stop betting against these guys. Jimmy Franklin is 70% against the spread at Penn State. Stop. Yeah, I, I had Auburn in a in a round robin underdog winning on parlay. That was I was it. That was wrong. Yeah, Penn State rolled. To I, I couldn't. I don't trust Auburn's quarterback. Penn State's offense looked good. Still don't trust Sean Clifford. But yeah, I didn't have I didn't have a bet on Auburn. I did. Both teams had six trips inside the forty yard line. Six scoring opportunities. Auburn came out with thirteen points. Penn State came out with thirty four points. And that is the difference between your Mike Yurcich at offensive coordinator. And whatever the hell it is, Brian Harson's doing down there at Auburn. And you're right. You have to have a quarterback and they don't have it. So Penn State has a running game. We're going to tuck yeah. them away. The schedule goes soft, but they all of a sudden have a running game. Yeah, that's huge. That that takes so much pressure off of Clifford and that entire offense. So, yeah, they who do they have coming up next? Central Michigan comes in expecting over a three touchdown spread. What was Central Michigan doing? I didn't even, did I see that final score? They were they were like struggling or struggling early. I almost laid thirty with them, but it was like zero zero at the end of the first. What was the final score? Oh, they won forty one nothing. Damn, I don't want to see that. Fred was forty one. <laughs> oh, it was okay. Yeah. I thought it, I thought I saw an opener of thirty. I was like, that's way too low. Maybe maybe all right. It pushed, so no regret there. Moving on, but yeah, credit credit the Penn State. They dominated that game. Auburn is bad. I mean, the signs were there when Auburn was struggling with San Jose State mm-hmm. last week. Like. It's not an easy place to go in and get a road win, so credit to the Nittany Lions. There's one word to describe the afternoon's played, I would say. The word would be demoralizing. As a holder of a Western Kentucky money line ticket, as well as a Troy money line ticket, very depressing. At least 
we got the win with Kansas, as well as that win total in September. A little bit of a moral victory. Rock chalk, motherfucker, Jayhawk. Uh, Kansas, so Brett McMurphy, I know you're listening to this pod. You better rank Kansas tomorrow. Kansas win total has already cashed. They win by, what was the final margin, 18 at Houston after winning at West Virginia? This team's a rocket they had a delay. And they had a delay. And they had a rain delay. Minor Nation. I, I wonder if we're going to hear from Minor Nation. I doubt it. Oh, did they lose the New Mexico 0-4 against the spread? <laughs> Never going to hear from our friend again. They haven't seen pizza in months. They're famished. UTEP had Pop. seven turnovers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how we veered off. UTEP had seven turnovers, two scoring drives, and three punts. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. But Kansas, I mean, to switch back to Kansas, I'm so happy they've cast your season win total over uh, 18 points on Houston, which is a team that's supposed to like win their conference. This see, I, I don't know what to expect going into conference play. Like, I, we got to keep betting on Kansas until they prove us wrong. And then going back to the money line parlay, uh, I had so many heartbreakers starting with Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky post game win expectancy 80 for them against Indiana. They had a kick to win the game, went to overtime, missed another kick, blocks, misses everything. Indiana had no business running out of there with that win. Yeah, walked off with a 51 yard field goal. They are terrible. Worst 3 0 team in the history of sports. Uh, Indiana. So you got to take Nebraska, right? In two weeks, Nebraska over Indiana in two weeks. Oh, stop. We're not talking about Nebraska until next week. By the way, yeah, Houston has not looked just all the credit in the world to, to Kansas and Lance Leopold. Houston has not looked great. The AAC is wide open, and guess who's got a shot, baby? Tulane, the green wave, upset Kansas State. You know why? Because Willie Fritz has big balls and a brain, most importantly. Fourth and one, late, minute and a half to go. They're on 20. I'm tweeting, go for it, please. Two-lane win for two-lane win total. I think you have Kansas State win total, so sorry. Uh, but they, they, I think they'll still get that. But I'm like, go for it. Like, you're the big, the big dog here at Kansas State. Sneak the ball. Brought in his offense. Announcers are saying they shouldn't be doing this, of course. Maybe they're just going to try to draw off. Sneak it, game over, good night. Let's get out of here and head back down south, baby. What a win for Tulane. Yeah, Michael Pratt keeping them in the game. Tulane 60-1 to uh, preseason to win their conference. It absolutely is live right now. Uh, there was 100-1 to one out there. Remember, Leboff, yeah. our colleague, was texting us, and I didn't bet this. I told him to bet Tulane 100-1. to one. <laughs> He was like, give me a crazy long shot. And I said, Tulane 100-1. to one. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, he got it. Well, you know, 58% uh, win expectancy for Kansas State, but Tulane gets the win. Good for them. Uh, it, it, I, if you have a Tulane ticket in your back pocket, it's going to be an exciting October and November. Yeah, their defense was really impressive. They held Deuce Vaughn to 80 yards on 20 carries, yeah. and he had a, a run of 30 yards. So if you take away that, 19 carries with 50 yards. And Adrian Martinez, they just Kansas State just doesn't have a downfield passing attack right now at all. He threw right. it 31 times for 150 yards. I talked about that last week. He had one deep attempt on the season. Ended up coming back to bite them because Tulane was doing a good job against the run and Kansas State couldn't take advantage of their secondary, which is probably where there's more questions. But Tulane is significantly improved. Team really unlucky last year, displaced by the hurricane. They didn't like their offensive coordinator. Just, you know, everything went against them last year. It's good to see things starting to go for them this year. There was some guys in the industry I respect uh, that are playing more and more props and they were big time on Adrian Martinez over like 36 and a half. He ends up with 59 rushing yards. And uh, that same group of people that I respect so much, they're 
they're playing Adrian Martinez props rushing over because of the lack of weapons on the outside. So keep that in mind next week. Fellas, I can't believe it's only the third weekend of September and we've already cashed the over two and a half win total for Kansas. And Dana Holgerson, you fucking dipshit. What a disaster. And Jalen Daniels for Heisman? I mean, who says no? Let's get this man to New York and Kansas to the college football playoff. And I'm going to take this time to officially put Bill Self and his two pays on the hot seat as I'm declaring that Kansas is officially a football school. Yeah, yeah, I know they just won a national title in April. But the people are saying that it's a Mickey Mouse title anyway. I mean, come on, let's be honest. The path they had to win it all was softer than the Charmin toilet paper I used this morning. <laughs> Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, KU. Woo! Yeah, I love when people sing. By the way, you have, we have Caller of the Week each week. I, I haven't, I, this is the first time I've listened to this voicemail. So, where you get a, a, either a cash prize or something else from me, you can always choose the cash option. And then you're in the running for Caller of the Year. And when you call into the future, you have to identify yourself as who you are that you won. You have to identify yourself that you won a previous week because you got to add to your body of work for the Haiti Smith Award at the end of the year for the best caller. And then you get a decent sized cash prize. So we'll see who wins it. But that was a good one. I love when people sing. And who says no to Daniels Heisman? Uh, Tate Rodemaker says no. Moving on. <laughs> Uh-oh. Kyle's grandma yeah, making nice. an appearance. Yes, I just want to make a comment on the game now between Missouri and Arkansas. Number one, Petrino's over there acting like the game's over. It's halftime, that's all. Somebody needs to tell him it's just only halftime. He can lose this ball game, you know. He needs to get excited about something because i tell you what, I imagine that he probably has to fight temptation every day of the way he's at it. I don't really think this boy's going to win this ball game. And somebody needs to walk over the right sideline and kind of calm him down, you know? Bye. Uh, sounds like she might have had a little second half that wager on Arkansas on the comeback. Listen, I, I love Grammy. She called me after she left voicemail. I called that voicemail. Oh, boy. She had the uh, Chevis Regal out. She was a little hot that Petrino came off that sideline all happy and bouncing up and down, looking looking like he was just full of vitality, not, not even close to death. Reverse. Benjamin buttoning. Back to you. My grandma was so mad about it. She called the hotline. Grandma had some interesting things to say to me about Jimbo and Saban. So I will uh, make sure I get her to call back later because uh, she's using- Well, they're going to play each other. We better hear yeah. from her that week. Well, she's going to defend Saban because she, she hates Jimbo. So I, I appreciate Grammy calling in, and, uh, and and I look forward to more Alabama calls here coming up. Hey, Colin, I just wanted to thank you for your Arkansas handicap. There's no one who knows Arkansas football like you do. I mean, a lot of, a lot of guys try, but no one comes close. I did watch that Pittman press conference, and you were right. At the end, his lips did curl up just imperceptibly. So as soon as that line came out, I hit it. So I appreciate it. And uh, I was away all day, so I didn't get to see the game. But um, it's probably finished by now. I'm just going to go in the house and withdraw my winnings. Thanks. You're the best. Take care. Listen, that was amazing. Listen, it was an FCS game, so I know you can't get down as much. So, uh, you know, but uh, I – I don't know if we apologize for, for, for me giving out advice on Arkansas playing Missouri State, considering the way Arkansas played. I think what's interesting is Missouri had seven drives that eclipsed the 40-yard line. They only got 13 points out of that. Their points all came off of explosive plays. So if you try to build a handicap on Arkansas, 
I guess when they decide to start playing, when they're actually prepared and actually being coached, uh, you know, that's Barry Odom's defense is we play well in the red zone and we will give you the rest of the field. So a team in the SEC with an explosive offense can dice us up. I'm not sure that's going to be. But you saw that right when Slusher and Catalan went out. I I had to get out of my under some of my under because as soon as they went out, since he had a long touchdown pass, there was guys wide open behind the defense, which wasn't doesn't happen as often when their secondary is at full strength and that you have an all-american safety that's no that's out for the year yeah I, i'm gonna have a hard time not playing the over on arkansas texas a&m this week it's a number i project at 57 and a half and i'm, I'm sure after what miami and texas a&m was last night it's going to come in well lower than that uh and i think arkansas is just extremely leaky in, in the secondary they're not getting pressure I'm not saying texas a&m is going to score a whole bunch of points or they're offensively as smart as petrino's but at the same time, like this, this Arkansas defense, like I said, it's leaky. Also, and so you could give credit to me for Missouri State. You're going to get your damn neck brace on Thursday. So I, I can't, I, that's your credit. That, that's your right. good job. Fair, fair, fair. Good call there. Real cool, Tennessee, scoring on that last touchdown to push it over. Josh Heupel, you chinless fuck, fuck you. Fuck the balls. See you in two years and you're fired. Uh, open 71 and a half, closes 67 and a half, and, you know, uh, the game ends 63-6 because Heupel's trying to shove one in there at the very end. So it goes over the closing total of 67 and a half because of what Heupel's doing there, causing all the betters that had the under to lose. And uh, what is Heupel doing? Like, does he have a bad relationship with Joe Moorhead? Like, why are, are you really trying to push 63 points? I, I don't know what that was all about, but you know, this goes back to the Mike Bobo school of thinking and offense. Never take knees. Always score every possession. Lane Kiffin does not know how to take knees either. Hey, quick producer's note here. This first call came with three minutes to go in the third quarter with SMU leading by a touchdown. He then called back after the game was over. Watching f***ing SMU miss that field goal and f- They're going to blow this game. I know it. This is this is classic Mustang football right here. Fuck Maryland, fuck Tua, fuck his brother. God damn it, it's over. I mean, they're up seven and it's over. So I'm just gonna fucking live bet plus two and a half and go fuck off. Fuck. I was right, SMU dude. Colin, I saw you put an action app. You're gonna wait for Maryland to be plus money. Multiple times where they plus money, yet I still did not hit the live line. So, fuck me. There's two minutes and 30 whatever fucking seconds left. And I'm going to use that time to grab another fucking beer because it's going to be a long one, gents. Yeah, so I put in an SMU plus three bet and I said, I'm going to come back and hit Maryland live. This is your live betting game of the day. If you look at the advanced box score and you look at the game flow... SMU only had about four points in the game where they were above 50% post-game win expectancy. I couldn't get like a Maryland plus seven, a Maryland plus four, something worthy to be on the opposite side of SMU plus three. So it was really frustrating. I understand. Like when I say this is live betting game of the day, when you're live betting, the goal is to get plus three on both sides. uh, And there just wasn't really a good opportunity to get Maryland at three and a half or seven or anything better. So uh, that, that was a little bit of greed on my part, trying to get better than plus three on Maryland during the game. You know why SMU That's lost? Right. 
Maryland outscored the scored the final 14 points. They outscored SMU 14 nothing in the fourth quarter. But you know why SMU lost? They had the ball last. I was like, this game's gonna come down over the ball last. And they, I had SMU in the round robin. Around Robin went to flames early. SMU had the ball at the 50 with like a minute to go. Fourth and one. What did they do? Not sneak. And they threw an incomplete pass and loss. Sneak the damn ball. Sneak the damn ball. SMU. Hey, boys. Just wanted to call in and tell you that I appreciate everything that you do. I would appreciate it even more if you keep telling people to fade SC. Just keep telling them to fade SC. I don't care if the other team's quarterback's going to get hurt. I don't care if you think their defense stinks. I don't care about any of it. They're going to keep getting stops in the red zone. They're going to keep winning games because the offense is nuts. So keep telling people to fade SC, and I'll keep making money. Fight on. I'm sure that's going to work out for you by the end of the year because the market is going way against you every single week. Yeah, Hayner gets hurt, which changes that entire game, um, obviously. I don't know why Fresno State's kicking field goals at the, inside the five. Uh, these things regress. SC's not going to get f- five turnovers every week. They're not going to get stops inside the 10 every week. They can't stop a nosebleed. Up that, that Fresno is averaging nine yards a carry. There is no resistance on that defense. There's no one that's like, you're like, wow, this player is good. But obviously, Hayner gets hurt. There's turnovers. They kick in field goals. And uh, then they can't even get my live number, plus 21 and a half. So, yeah, depending on the number, we might say keep fading USC. The, it's the best offense in the country, though. So, yeah. uh, and by the way, they beat Stanford, Fresno State, and Rice. Like, this is this is where you're at as a program, USC. This is when you're going to talk shit. You're supposed to be a national title contender this year. You don't hear Alabama, you don't hear Georgia fans calling in and saying, oh, we beat South Carolina. You beat Fresno State. It's a Mountain West team. They lost at home to Oregon State last week. Fight on. Yeah, you, USC. Have some pride. USC, zero fumbles lost, zero interceptions lost, zero turnovers lost, uh, a margin of plus 10 already on the season. And remember, like when you get a double digit plus turnover margin, like you're lucky. You got a rabbit's, uh, you got a rabbit's foot in your back pocket. These guys are already at plus 10, easily on pace for what? Stock about plus 35 on the season for turnover margin. It's just not sustainable. On pace for 40. Yeah. <laughs> plus 40. The USC put it. I said this last night. You look, USC's offense is ridiculous, which everyone knew. But God, they don't. No, they're not going to get many. No one's going to get many stops against them. How hard they're are we at Oregon State this week? Right, just let very, that very hard, very oh. hard. Fight, fight off. Um, and yeah, it's very good. But they're not. If they, and but if they finish plus forty, I promise you this. If they finish plus forty in turnover margin for the and actually plus fifty, including the college football playoff, and. They, the other quarterback gets hurt every game. I promise you, USC will finish 14-0 against the spread, and they will win the national championship. Mm-hmm. So plus 50 turnover margin, opposing quarterback gets hurt every game. I promise you, USC will win the national championship, and they will cover every game. I promise. So you take that to the bank if that happens. All right. Uh, let's see. I don't who, – who was the caller of the week? No one – the wedding guy. Wedding guy. Because I'm just picturing Colin calling it and Brett walking his wife down. I'm the best man. And uh, Matt's the fucking DJ. That's great. Yeah, there was a, it wasn't too spicy. We had, good, we had good days on Saturday. So get, get drunk and call in, people. It's cash on the line. It's, very, but, it's much more tame when both of us are green. I guess we need to. We're, yeah. 
And that red week is coming, guys. It, I promise you, there's a week where there, there's a there's a two and ten. But uh, I'm fine with the spice, but this, the voicemails not being spicy. If we're gonna have all green Saturdays the rest of the year, but call in and bitch about one game or something else when you're drunk. Entertain us on these Monday mornings. But overall, it's pretty good work, and we got to hear from Colin's grandma talking shit on Bobby Petrino. So uh, let's move on. We'll talk about a couple of games we didn't talk about. We'll start with best best call, worst call, bet regret. Uh, I'll start best call. Had a couple of good calls on Saturday. Uh, I guess I, I got to say Charlotte uh, plus 20 was pretty confident. Chris Reynolds was going to start. He might be the most important. What do you think about this? The most important quarterback in the country from a point spread perspective. Yeah. Because Charles the drop off is a tr- a, incredible. And they beat Georgia state outright and their offense put up what 40, uh, 42, 41 final. So Charlotte, uh, Georgia State's now 0-3. You want to talk about openers or games you're looking forward to next year, next week? Georgia State, Georgia State, Georgia State, home against Coastal Carolina, who is a fraud with a capital F. Grace McCall is amazing, but that team is bad. All right. Uh, worst, yeah, worst called Nebraska by far. I mean. Time to take a bigger bite out of this cord stock. There's just it's the worst, maybe the worst call of the year. So I don't need to say anything else there. Uh, bet regret. Let me see. My bet regret. Uh, my bet regret was not betting Western Kentucky when it got to seven. You know, sometimes at these late line moves, I'm, I, you know, I at seven, I was like, I'm going to play Western Kentucky. But I was like, why is this steaming back up? Is someone out? And then I lost. It just, I never got a bet, but I should have bet them plus seven. Another, just a shout out to another team. By the way, Northwestern lost at home to Southern Illinois. Darren Ravel, I need a game ticket for that. Signed. <laughs> Washington was another good call. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that team. Their offense was rolling. How about your best call, worst call? Oh, I, I feel bad that I settled for a Washington uh, uh, win total over instead of taking a Pac-12 uh, championship ticket over the summer. But, yeah, Washington was great. Uh, best call, I'm going to go everything Oregon. Uh, started off early in the week with Oregon over. I get Oregon and BYU going over because both of them are terrible defensively in finishing drives. And then later in the week and on BBOC Live, I took – Bo Nick season over 30 and a half team total. That was done, I think, by the early part of the third quarter. Bo Nick season in full effect. So good job by Oregon. The home road splits with Bo Nix just continue to pile on no matter where he's at and what he calls a home stadium. Uh, BYU's defense is allowing tons of explosive plays. Oregon football is going to be exciting. Uh, but they're, I mean, again, they're like Arkansas when I say leaky defense. Teams can get back into the game, which is kind of interesting watching your uh, you know, best call with Washington, Michigan State getting back in that game when Peyton Thorne can't hit the broadside of a barn. Jaden Reed is sitting back in East Lansing. So uh, something to watch there for the Washington defense. Worst call, I mean, listen, we've covered Nebraska ad nauseum. So I'm going to pivot over to say UCLA should not have won that game against South Alabama. South Alabama. I wanted that for South Alabama win total, but I think yeah. we'll still get there. South Alabama is legit. Uh, UCLA had no business winning that game whatsoever. I have adjusted my power ratings completely. Uh, UCLA, I had uh, about a touchdown higher than where this game opened. So, um, you know, it's definitely going to be the the worst call of the day outside of Nebraska. And then that regret is absolutely Tulane. I mean, we, I had somebody tweet me saying like, why are we not betting Tulane? Why are we not, your power ratings say it's seven. Yeah. I made Kansas State just a seven-point favorite, and I don't know why I wasn't all in on that. And I just maybe had uh, so too much Deuce Deuce Vaughn and uh, Adrian Martinez love in there, and I thought the trench would be a problem. 
It was. Yeah, I was right about the trenches too, but they they held up, which is a really good sign. Yeah, so that's bet regret. Yeah, South Alabama should have won that game. Man, the the Sun Belt is it's going to be fun. All right, before we continue, as a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by Bet MGM. So kick off the new pro football season with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION200 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. How about the App State win, by the way? Oh, did, Boone burn, did Boone burn down? Did we find out? Well, thank you, Troy, oh, for a safety that allowed, you know, I mean, I that, that made no sense. Up four and you go take a safety? Why would you put a field goal in play? I mean, that, that, that was, was insane. The, per, the perfect helmet. Like, uh, if you haven't seen that video, I'm sure you have. Three-man rush. Chase going to step up in the pocket. Sets. Throws high into the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggle. <laughs> State walks it off with a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, insane. All right, let's. I'm going to get your a, a couple thoughts on just a couple other games, see if you had any takeaways. Good call in Georgia, by the way. They rolled. They are damn good. Like they're, they've risen a lot in my power. Ratings. I thought that there was a huge gap potentially between them and the top. Doesn't look like it. They have reloaded. They dominated South Carolina uh, 48 7. Penix, by the way, threw for 400 for Washington. Let the purple rain. Um, you know, Michigan rolls, mm-hmm. Baylor rolls, uh, Ole Miss rolls. These are credit to Penn State for rolling. Alabama rolled as is expected. Wake Forest barely held on against Liberty, 37-36. Ohio State put up 77 on Toledo. Whew, whew. Toledo defense is supposed to be pretty good, too. And then Ryan Day was in the presser saying, like, we didn't do this right. We didn't do this. I'm like, they put up 80. Yeah. Still waiting on Alabama. Yeah. Uh, like, like Ohio State has figured it out in the post Jackson Smith and Najigba world. Like, Alabama is still trying to be that explosive. I know the score was big, but, you know, it, we, Bryce Young needs to connect with a couple more wide receivers, but Ohio State's there now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Texas ends up pulling away late. Clemson rolled. Um, so a lot of these top 25 teams roll. By the way, Colin gets this, his San Diego State total ro- call wrong again. It stays under. We'll be looking to keep that streak going next week. You had to mention Bowling Green beating Marshall. What a Bowling Green Marshall. Marshall. I did not see that coming. Uh, I mean, it was a letdown city, but I thought that they would have way too much talent. But Marshall, it was a good spot for Bowling Green. They lost to an FCS team the week before. And yeah, I was disappointed in Marshall there. Luckily, I know their win total, just them to win the belt. But the two most interesting top 25 scores that we didn't talk about, and, and NC State took care of business at home. They covered, I think you had the under there, which was a good call. Well, Pitt, yeah, Pitt took care of business at Western Michigan. The two that I wanted to talk about that I haven't, Texas A&M, Miami. So Texas A&M, God, can we stop putting on Texas A&M in prime time? Like their games are at so. Nine Max Johnson finishes 10 of 20 for 140 yards. Like, it was a, like it's good for what Texas A&M was doing. They just wanted to win their defense. I should have played that under. That's another bet regret, especially when it got back to 45, over 45. Texas A&M averaged under four yards a carry. Watching that game, I thought Miami was so much better. And they, they look, I mean, what, they outgained Texas A&M 400 to 260. But the passing, the passing game for Miami just was not explosive at all. Miami had six trips past the 40-yard line offensively, only nine points. It was a pretty pathetic performance once they got close to scoring position. Yeah, they couldn't hit any explosive plays in the passing game to to break through. So, but yeah, I mean, they put up 400 yards, but just the, the passing game was just lacking a little bit. And then, yeah, execution once they got over. I mean, the Texas a offense is still, oh, God. Yeah. So hard to watch. 38% overall success rate on the game, still about what, 8% less than national average. So, yeah, there's some work to do for Texas AM. And was there any other? Oh, Florida. That was another. I had South Florida there. Bulls. Bulls took care of me all day. Buffalo Bulls, South Florida Bulls. South Florida almost beats Florida. Uh, Florida and Billy Napier are the offenses. You just like Richardson has not yet to throw for a touchdown pass. I mean, they're an injury away from Anthony, from Anthony Richardson from being just lifeless. But he has zero touchdowns and four picks <laughs> in the year. And yeah, they were outgained 402 to 320 by South Florida. Yeah. South Florida, 73% post game win expectancy, average starting field position of the 34. <laughs> South, I mean, this is a South Florida team that I, I was had no interest in betting on at all this year. Uh, South Florida went 46% success rate in passing downs. The Florida defense, I thought Todd Grantham's out and passing downs would be improve. Uh, not against South Florida. And South Florida ran the ball 46 times for 286 yards over right near six and a half yards of carry. Bad. Notre Dame barely survives Cal. Oof, just not, was not impressed by that performance, obviously. Oh, Rice. Yeah. Rice might have been our best call. Rice outright. Shout. Rice. The Owls. Man, I should have, we should have tweeted some Owl gifts. That was a miss. Who? Who? Were you a fucking Owl? I had one. Um, I got my little twirly head out there. Oh, uh, you I, did? Yeah, I got the little twirly head out. It was in the middle of the Arkansas. But like, it, there was a lot going uh, on. I was not. Yeah, I was not. I was just searching Google images. Which, for those of you that don't know, like the, the for, that are new to the podcast over the last two years, and but Temple and Rice have been so bad, I haven't we haven't been able to use it. But the uh, Al Twirly Head is all about Rice and Temple football. Yeah. Um, oh, and Eastern Michigan's back, baby. My max sleeper. They win at Arizona State. So I'm going to get canned. Yikes. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Let's look at quick look ahead to Thursday. West Virginia at Vatek. I already mentioned Georgia State. Georgia State's on Thursday. Yes. 
perfect spot for Georgia State. We'll be on them there, depending if the number opens where I think it is. Coastal Carolina has skated by to a three and zero start. Georgia State tough losses. I think they're gonna they're gonna be undervalued in the market here. And matchup might not be great. I'll have to dig in a little bit there, but I think we're gonna get a good number because you can just throw all over Coastal Carolina. Georgia State could should, could have some success there, but they want to run it first. Chattanooga, Illinois. Uh, we'll we'll talk. You know, we'll have that. We'll have maybe something on Action Network app for that. But the other game is West Virginia Vatek. Any quick thoughts there? Projections should be. I think I would imagine under a field yeah. one way. Yeah, I've got right now after adjustments, I've got Coastal Carolina minus one going to Georgia State with a total projected at fifty-seven and a half. Georgia State runs sixty-three percent of the time, so you want to look at Coastal Carolina's rush D. It's not too bad. It's top 50. Yeah, the rush D's been good. The rush D's yeah. been good. They're past the... Yeah, it's bad. It, yeah, bad. And passing success rate on defense for them. And then you go to the Grayson McCall side of the ball, and it, he wants to throw the ball. Georgia State right now is 107th in defensive finishing drives. They're not generating a pass rush whatsoever. Uh, so there could be some success here from Coastal Carolina. Let's hold off Tech until uh, the new BCS, so we don't go too long here. Yeah. Brett? Myself and Colin will be back uh, Tuesday morning. If you haven't checked it out, really, I really enjoy the episode. It's going to be like, they're going to be like a half hour each. We'll just talk about college football in general and throw some betting nuggets in there. We'll talk about some look ahead lines. The lines will be out by then too. So make sure you join us. Same feed right here. And then our group of five guys will be back uh, the day thereafter. And then we'll be back later next week to preview week four and without Nebraska, thankfully. And hopefully we can have uh, another winning Saturday. Make sure the uh, voicemail guy, wedding guy, reach out to me if you are serious about inviting us, depending on where it is. And uh, make sure also to claim your prize. Make sure you leave a review, five-star review. We'll do giveaways, but subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. If you already left the review, want to leave another one, get get another giveaway. Borrow someone's phone. Appreciate all you listening. Make sure you check out Big Bets on Campus Live, presented by BetMGM next Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern as well. Thanks to our sponsor, BetMGM. We got to go find some winners. Catch y'all later. Cheers. Peace out.